he's got a day or two head start on you, which is more than he needs. Brody's got friends in every town and village from here to the Sudan. He speaks a dozen languages, knows every local custom. He'll blend in, disappear. You'll never see him again. With any luck, he's watched the greatest movie of all time already. Today in the show, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Greatest movie everybody to the greatest movie of all time podcast the show in which i your co-host the hot scott rick barasa and i your co-host the big indiana boski we're gonna watch every single movie ever made and we're gonna help figure out which is the greatest of them all how are you doing today derek i'm doing just it it's it, it i i'm doing yes you're doing yes. I'm doing yes. Fair enough. You, you want to know why, Rick? Why is that? Because tonight we're doing, well, actually, we're quote unquote finishing off a, a great trilogy. We are the original Indiana Jones trilogy with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, a continuation of sequel month. Uh, but let's, uh, let's take care of some business first. Last week, we had an episode on The Empire Strikes Back, another fun episode. Shock It Up is another great one. Uh, you can check that one out or any of our library. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Whatever app you use, subscribe, review it if you can. It's extremely helpful for the show. And if you enjoyed it or if you have anything else you want us to cover, let us know on social media. We are the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast on Facebook. At Great Movie Cast on Twitter. We're at Rick and Rec on Instagram. And you can always shoot us an email at greatestmoviepod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And it's our old friend, Bruce Wayne, our old buddy, our long-lost father, Bruce Wayne, would say, tell your friends about us. But now, Derek, I get the bike, you get the sidecar. Ah. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is a 1989 action-adventure movie directed by future guests and friend of the show, Steven Spielberg. It stars Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Sean Connery as Henry Jones Sr., River Phoenix as young Indiana Jones, Julian Glover as Walter Donovan, and Allison Duty, Duty as Elsa <laughs> Spider. <laughs> uh, it made $474.2 million in a $48 million budget. It's got an 8.2 on IMDb, an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 65 on Metacritic. Fuck you, Metacritic. A D? Yeah. Fucking Metacritic. I don't know. What, I don't know what they want. Uh, Ebert, three and a half out of four. As I watched it, I felt a real delight because recent Hollywood escapist movies have become too jaded and cynical, and they've lost the feeling that you can stumble over astounding adventures just by going on a hike with your scout troop. Joseph McBride of Variety says, "What was conceived as a child's dream of a Saturday matinee serial." has evolved into a moving excursion into religious myth. You know who had a a negative one? I don't think I know who. Siskel. Siskel? Siskel. What did he say? Two and a half out of four. This is not so much a bad film as a machine-like one lacking the same energy as the original, which it most resembles. You know what? Siskel and Ebert Listen, over the last couple of weeks, Derek, you've come hard at Ebert, and you've been pro Siskel. I'm. I'm, What's up with you, boy? Listen, I'm going to be honest about Ebert. I mean, the only thing he has going for him right now is that he's not alive to feel my wrath. (laughs) But I hope that his family feels my wrath. The Ebert family, yeah, they're they're shaking their boots. I'm sure. How's Ebert? How, the, how, the, their words are thumbs up. <laughs> oh God! 
We need, um, we need, we need to uh, annihilate that entire house. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Derek, do you recall when you first saw this one? No, it's it's definitely kind of just jumbled up in my head of like just seeing bits and pieces of Indiana Jones movies when I was a kid on TV. Uh, at some point, I had the VHS. I had the VHS of all three of them. But um, I think this was my sister's favorite for a while. And I didn't really have one. I liked all three, but uh, she would always want to watch this one. So this, I feel like I had seen this one the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I don't recall exactly when I watched it all the way through. Sometime when I was a kid, but I've probably seen this movie at least over 20 times. Yeah, I, I feel like... Raiders is the better movie, but this one's my favorite. I think Crusade is more fun than Raiders, but Raiders might be the better movie. That, I think that's where I am. I think, yeah, like you can't, you can't fuck with the quality of Raiders. Like it just is almost a perfect movie. You know, I think, yeah, I think for me, if we're going through all three, Raiders is probably the best structured out of from beginning to end. Uh, uh, Temple of Doom is, is the most action-packed and then this one's the most fun adventure. Yeah, this In one my, is, this is way shaggier than Raiders, but I, I love all the, the, the nonsense. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of great comedy in this movie, it, too. Yeah, it just it just works for me. Uh, yeah. But let's talk about what, uh, what happens in the movie here. Derek, do you want to put 30 seconds on the clock while I explain the plot of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? I'm going to try, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play Peter Griffin on Family Guy listening to the music from young indies chase that when he, i'm gonna listen to him doing that while you're doing this okay all right here we go three two one go indiana jones is hot on the trail of his father who is missing while on a quest to find the holy grail funded by walter donovan the search takes him to venice where he meets elsa schneider a doctor who had betrayed his father along with donovan Indy finds his dad, and along with Sala and Martin Brody, follow the clues to the Cup of Christ. Donovan shoots Henry Sr. Elsa betrays Donovan, tricking him with him to the wrong cup, rapidly aging him. Indy finds the correct cup and uses it to heal his father. Elsa tries to remove the grail from his correct place, causing the cave to collapse, killing her. The Jones boys realize their obsession over the grail is not worth more than their relationship, allowing them to escape. 30 seconds. And by the way, we don't know if Elsa dies. She could have she just... She could still she, be she falling. Survive. She could survive. Yeah, she's still falling right now. <laughs> She could, I mean, I'm assuming she's dead because the, the, the whole temple collapses. Well, maybe she fell into some water and swam under a cave and now she's fine. She's the villain of uh, she's, her and Mads Mikkelsen are the, are the villains of the next one. She's been plotting. <laughs> she's like all screwed up looking and her face is all messed up from the fall. Yeah. But somehow Indy still finds a way to like sleep with her. I don't think he'd do it after he find out his father did. That's true. <laughs> Might be one of my favorite. I was just... the next guy, Dad. <laughs> Maybe just one of the most, my favorite subtle glances between characters. <laughs> that just Sean Connery smile after Indy figures it out. It's like the next man. Talks no sleep. Dad, what? Um... <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, let's go to our uh, top three scenes as we do each week. Uh, Derek, what is your number three favorite scene? All right, just to say, this was really tough because the whole movie is my favorite scene. I love all the scenes. They're all great in their own way. So I had to try to get it down to three. Uh, so my number three, I guess, would be the young indie opening. Um, really refreshing, really cool way to start the movie. Um, so much cool backstory, you know, how he gets the scar on his chin with the whip. Um, his fun, fat friend who has like a, his face looks like plastic for some reason because it's so shiny. Um you know, his fear of snakes when he's in the train and falls into the snake pit. Uh, that crazy python that comes out is terrifying. Um, the the whole sequence with the fedora guy, um, you know, I, I, my one of my favorite fedora like, guy. heartfelt fedora huh? guy. That's what he's called. He's called fedora. I, I understand that. But is that Abner Ravenwood? That was part of my miscellaneous thing. It was mine too, but you mentioned him. You brought him up. (laughs) Um, But literally one of my favorite moments of the whole movie is just when he's just like, you lost today, kid, but it doesn't mean you have to like it. And he puts the hat on his head and just like, oh, he, he's the guy like went through a lot of shit because of him. And he was still a nice guy at the end of that whole sequence. So I think that's kind of the, the, 
the the moral of the story like this is basically like indy has to become okay with losing yeah you know it's like the the first like raiders is all about like he has to have faith and like he'll he'll eventually like get what he wants no the first and, one is fear second one is chaos and the third one is pain that's next week um ah, you're right my bad yeah so the first raiders is all about and he has to have faith and the temple of doom is more just like and he just has to be a badass and he'll win and this one, it's like, it's okay to lose sometimes. Right. Well, and, and I mean, a little bit of that faith comes back into this movie too, especially with the ending. When the he ending has to but like, really the ending is like both Joneses being like, it's not worth it. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, that, that whole opening sequence though with the music, we'll talk about the music a lot again. Again, we're doing John Williams, of course. Uh, but that whole sequence is so much fun. Um just a little like quirky lines by River Phoenix, like everybody's lost with me. Like yes. I love all that stuff. It's really great, great stuff. And of course, we we miss River Phoenix. He was so good in this. And who knows how big of an actor he would have been if he if he had lived. Uh, but this is like a really fun River Phoenix moment. So this is my third favorite. It scene. really, it really did make me sad, and always makes me sad to see him in this because he's so good. Um, yeah. But uh, so. I had a very razor thin. I was deciding what my number three scene was going to be. And the, yours was one of them. The, the young indie part was definitely one of them. Uh, the other one's very different because it's actually a very short part. And it's not really an extended. It's not even really a scene. It's just part of a scene. No ticket. Yeah. Phenomenal. <laughs> I, I like... As soon as the as soon as Zeppelin appears, I'm just like, oh, here comes fucking no ticket. This is great. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, I mean, that scene has a lot of great stuff. Even the scene when, like, the, you know, both Joneses are talking back and forth, and he's just like, you know, Sean Connery's face. He's like, well, what are you complaining about? Yeah, you know, and he's just yelling at him and stuff, and his eyes are just wide, looking at him like, what the hell are you doing? How do I even talk um, to this person? Like, he's one of my favorite. The, the, lines it was it. well, okay. Let's that that scene actually did kind of hit me because we haven't talked about it on the show but I have a child on the way and I like am now very attuned to fatherhood in movies yes and it's the scene where it's like India was just like the last time you and I had a quiet drink I was drinking a milkshake I was like oh. right right it was just like it's seeing it from a different perspective and just so you all know, Rick is is specifically pregnant. Yes, I yes I am. I am a medical marvel. Yeah, he's he's pretty amazing. I've seen. I'm it. having puppies. I didn't know that. But. Now you know. All right. Well, I guess the whole world knows now. I thought you were just having a regular child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's to that. I mean, that is a great part as well. But realistically, the the best part about that about the zeppelin sequence is no ticket and it always yeah. i love when they call for it and it's unfortunately again we've talked about this a couple of times we'll probably never be able to do the movie dogma for a number of reasons um but when they call back to that when like i think it's silent bob's only line in the movie you throw somebody off a train and goes no ticket yeah like, yeah phenomenal I love the way the Nazi dude, I think his name is Vogel. I love the way his eye, his his eyes widen and his ears perk up when he sees him. Yeah. He's like, right oh, I before fucking got he, him. Whack. He got him. He got him. And it's like, <laughs> nope, you don't got nobody. All right. What's your uh, what's your number two favorite scene? Oh, again, super hard. I had to go with something fast paced and exciting. And I love the tank sequence. Um, it's just, it's so brutal. There are moments where like, okay, I know Indy's going to be fine, but, like, how is he fine? He's, like, hanging off the tank. He's about to, like, go into a brick wall, like a rock wall, and then luckily someone gets shot in the head, and he, he moves the steering wheel, and then the tank moves just at the nick of time where Indy gets splattered. It's, there's so many moments like that where you're like, oh, my God, how is he surviving this? And uh, one of my favorite bits in the whole thing, and um, my sister and I's favorite moment, is when Indy's fighting Vogel, and he has, like, he has like Indy chained from the neck and he like falls into like the little like screen 
Yeah. And the the Nazi and the tank sees him and he's just like, they have been called the Tiffany Fiber. <laughs> and I had to look it up and it was like, these Americans, they fight like girls. And I was like, ah, you dick. Um, <laughs> but Nazis. <laughs> my sister, for the longest time, I was a very gullible kid. And my sister would say stuff to me and I would believe it. And she told me that, no, Derek, it's not German. He's saying, Debbie Carter, she cannot eat fiber. <laughs> and I believed it for a few years, so gullible Derek <laughs> but that sequence is so fun you know it's funny because the, the main villain of the movie is Donovan and I guess Elsa Schneider is the other villain but the the other villain is like the Nazi colonel and like Indy fights him throughout the whole movie so he's like the guy he physically fights so yeah of course you want to see Indy beat somebody up so they're on the the tank and they're fighting back and forth and then that shot of the tank going off the cliff and it just zooms in on that Nazi's face as it goes down it's so Spielberg and so fun. Yeah, and then so, you can, when the tank the tank falls to the ground, you can see the Nazis still holding on. Yeah, it's such a brutal scene. So, and of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vogel. So Vogel in this is, and this is going to be our TV our uh, TV tropes moment here is what's known as the dragon. So it's a character archetype in which the while the main villain is not necessarily a physical threat. They their number two is the physical threat. Yep, yep. So like Darth kind Vader, of like a Bond thing too. Yeah. Oh, big odd job. Yep. Perfect example. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know that's that's what that's the role he plays in this. I never knew it was called the dragon. That's the dragon. What yeah. is the is there is there a name for like the main villain? Is it like a nickname or the big bad? The villain, main the villain. Big bad, and, and then yeah. and then the dragon. That makes sense. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, and no, I love that scene. And, um, you know, just a, just a, a classic Indiana Jones action scene. Yeah. My number two is the other big action scene, the motorcycle chase. Yes. Uh, which I love, which you see Sean Connery in the sidecar, which is phenomenal. <laughs> Always uh, disappointed. Yeah. You see Indy jousting a Nazi <laughs> <laughs> with a flagpole or something. I don't even remember what it was, but it's so much fun. It, yeah, I, I love it. It's yeah, it's it's Indiana Jones fighting Nazis, and you, but what more do you want? I hope we, I hope the villains in the the, the next one are Nazis again. Yeah, I hope. I mean, with Mads Mikkelsen at the helm of the villain, I, I hope that's the case too. Um, but one thing that I, I love is right before that sequence, Indy and his dad are trying to get away and trying to figure it out, and he like uses the boat as a, de- a decoy or whatever, and. Uh, and just Sean Connery was like, well, well, we're not going on the boat. Like just the way he says that is just unbelievable. Like when I did my recasting, I was like, I got to get somebody who can like do humor well. Um, but yeah, that seems awesome. Yeah. Uh, recasting will be interesting for this one. Um, yeah, I'm sure it will be. So yeah, no, I just, I love it. I, I love the, I love the little bit with the, and, and I mean, shout out to honorable mention the, the, the actual boat chase as well which is so and, good and, yeah and shout out to uh sean connery when he shushes the birds away <laughs> <laughs> one of the best sequences in the movies I remembered um, Charlemagne. <laughs> yeah 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 so good so good um so number one i would be surprised if we didn't have the same thing but you've surprised me before what do you have uh it's the whole end sequence the three yeah. traps and the and the grail sequence um, and we could just, I guess, go back and forth here, but uh, it's just so exciting and it's so clever and fun. And, uh, you know, I always do this thing where like, when I have to, Gia's like, wants me to kill a bug, like a centipede or a spider. I hate both of them with a passion, but I have to be brave. So I, before I always kill it, I always go, kneel before God, kneel! And then I kill it. <laughs> uh, it's Only like the penitent like, man shall pass. Seriously, like indie ducks. He didn't know he had to jump and roll over another blade. Indy's really quick in his feet. Um, I mean, this is Nana Jones. You know, he can figure it out. Because like, when you kneel before God at church, if people don't kneel and then roll over to the next pew. <laughs> um, I, I don't know Unless, what church I mean, you went I, to, but that's exactly I mean, what we did every Sunday. Man, I went to the wrong church. You're damn right you did. <laughs> Rick's like, I always come out of there with bruises all over my stomach. Oh, it was, oh, it, was, it, was the, it was the best. We you yeah. used, to see, used to see communion. It's, it's a brawl to get up there. Oh, man. But the second sequence, too, is like, you know, he's just like, Indy's so confident. 
oh yeah, God's name is Jehovah. Jay, <laughs> he says that right before. Uh, great sequence, and of course the the whole bridge part, which no, I still confuses me to this day, is like, is it invisible? Is it not invisible? When he walks across it, it's visible. Is it just visible to us? It's kind of cool how Spielberg does that. Uh, it is. It's a. Um, it's a great effect. It's just. It's yeah. just like painted to look like the rocks on the opposite side. Right. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. No. I. I and then it's it's the the traps are great, and then you get to the part with the knight, and yeah. you know you have chose he chose poorly. I can't I can't even tell you how many times I've said that uh, in my lifetime. Uh, it's such a great line, um, and the whole cup choosing sequence is great. Elsa totally knows that she chose the wrong one to kill Donovan. Um, great sequence and you know just just the the, the the you're you're coming to the ending and you're like all right we're at the we're at the last sequence they're almost home and then fucking donovan shoots indy's father which yeah. just makes so much more conflict of like you need to get this done and you need to get them now um great tension by spielberg and it was luke now did lucas was he still part of this or did he just yeah he was he was I, I i believe he does have a writing credit here Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good writing there. Just and it's, I mean, you out. know what? It does. You know, it, it is uh, definitely Lucas because Lucas's dog was Indiana. So Indiana, of course. Yeah, yeah I know Lucas. I like, create. I remember we talked back in Raiders. Uh, I don't know, three hundred episodes ago. Yeah. We um we <laughs> we were talking about how like originally Lucas called him Indiana Smith. Yeah, <laughs> it just sounds so odd. Um, George. Yeah, just, uh, Jones. Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jones. Jones um yeah great great ending um and then of course like it's very strange because indiana doesn't really have a fight sequence at this point it just it's kind of like raiders it, it very mirrors yeah. that where like you just let things happen the way they're supposed to happen and uh but and I, I just course, i love the part yeah. where henry finally calls him indiana yeah oh man that and is they both, heavy 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 it's it's heavy and it's so to when you cast someone like sean connery it carries weight, you know. That's James Bond. And Especially so do this all point. who live to see such times. Oh, never mind. That's the movie he didn't choose. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's it's. It, this actually makes me believe he would have made a great Gandalf. Like I he think would have been a great Gandalf. I don't understand why he didn't get it. It's a fantasy. You have to destroy a ring. That's it. That's it, John. <laughs> <laughs> nope. The fucking New Zealand. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> He starts winning right. off. Just fuck. <laughs> bring but me the I, next I fucking say, script you find. One uh, of my, my one of my favorite little Spielberg moments as well in this scene is when Donovan gets like turned to dust basically after his, his skeleton breaks. You just see that little Nazi pin. <laughs> it's just so like you had to throw that in there. Yes. Like just so you know, guys, whoever's watching this, it's okay, to Nazism yeah. doesn't pay. <laughs> yep. Spielberg loved killing him some fucking Nazis. Uh, so we, yeah, we both like that. And then, yeah, the, and then I'll, I'll even tack on the very end of the movie to that. Where's your Indiana? What's the dog's name? Dog's name. (laughs) Can we go home now, please? That actually leads into my least favorite part of the movie though. So I don't know what happened to Brody between the events of Raiders and, and last crusade, but he's an entirely different guy. Yeah, he's. They made him much more goofy and comical and kind of clumsy and and whatnot. You don't really see that in Raiders, mainly because he's Billy in it anyway. But yeah, um, yeah, that's true. He definitely brings more comic relief. You know, because Sal is not really funny per se. He's kind of a funny guy, but Marcus is like the okay. He's, he's like, the he, idiot. Sala is like street smart. He's like very, you know, demonstrative and he's very like gregarious, but he's not like an idiot. I, they, they, I felt like they needed somebody there. Like we needed a dumb person to like do something stupid. Indeed, don't you see? The pen is mightier than the sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's it's almost worth it for the like the gag where the line I used and then immediately at the beginning of the show and it cuts to him. He's like, yeah. hey, "Excuse me, uh, does anyone speak <laughs> English?" Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, so good. It's just and oh, he, he hides in the. <laughs> In the the Nazi truck, and it comes up, and there's a Nazi logo on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
man. Another fun uh, little funny funny moment. And again, I know we're doing worse, but the uh, <laughs> when Indiana goes into like the castle, and he's like pretending he's a Scottish guy, <laughs> and he sneezes in the guy, and he's like, "Oh, I've got the sniffle!" Like that whole little segment is so ridiculous. <laughs> Shows a little bit of Harrison's range. Yeah. No, he he could he could have played Scrooge McDuck. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, what's your what's your least favorite part? I, I don't really have one for this movie, just because I feel like it just delivers what I want it to. Yeah. Um, going through the whole movie, I was trying to find something that like bothered me, but I'm like, no, everything is just hunky dory for me in this movie. Um, even like the the quirkiness and the goofy stuff, like I, it works. So it's hard for me to choose one. So for me, this is this doesn't have any worse things. Yeah. Uh, let's go to medals then. Who's your bronze? My bronze goes to Sir Sean Connery. And um, I've seen a ton of his movies, mainly because I'm a big Bond fan. So I've seen at least seven of his movies. I think he did seven Bonds, maybe including Never Seen Ever Again, which is not really considered a Bond movie, but kind of is. Yeah, I love Sean Connery. I think he's great in everything I've seen him in. But this he brings, and this is just the word I have to use, is just warmth. Yeah. Um, Is Indy's dad. He's kind of rough around the edges, but... Every time you feel like you're like, oh, you're a jerk, he does something really funny. Or, you know, when he surprises Indiana Jones in that scene where, like, yeah. the birds go up in the sky and, and destroy the plane. Like, Indy looks at him like, wow, I'm looking at my dad at a different angle now. Like, he's not just that stern father. Like, he's helpful and he's cool. You, you um, get why. So I, I feel like this movie definitely threads the needle of, like, I understand why Indy's relationship with his father is strained. But I also understand why he's not completely written him off. Right. You know, like clearly there there's affection there, but it's just like it's it not what he needed. You know, right. especially kind of the unspoken thing is like the mother is not mentioned at all. Yeah, it's kind of an odd thing, yeah. You know, and it's and like it, it, they do mention her when he's on the bike and he's like I never understood it. Never. Neither did mom. And he's like, oh, yes, she did. Only too well. Yeah. That's like the only mention they meant they mentioned of her, which I kind of like that. It kind of makes things so ambiguous. Like what happened with the mom and stuff. Um, yeah. And she, I mean, she must have died when he was, he was very young because she's not in the, uh, you know, she's, she's not in the, the young indie sequence. Right. Right. And, and I will say that, um, you know, we, obviously you and I have a lot of, a lot of problems with Crystal Skull, but, Let's face it, if Sean Connery had done Crystal Skull, it would have been like 15 points better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely. What a loss it, there. It's honestly the best scene in Crystal Skull is him, is Indy just looking at the pictures of, yeah, right. of the Marcus two people and... that I wish were in the movie. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, uh, my, my bronze is Sean Connery as well. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if we, if we didn't have at least the same, well, yeah, it, at least. At least three of the same people. Let's let's say that. Um, okay. Who do you have for silver? So silver is my tie. Yeah, um, and that is Spielberg and John Williams. Yeah, um, I, I I struggle with this because I'm like, do I put Harrison second and them first? But I, I end up going with this. Um, Spielberg and John Williams are they the ultimate tag team in movies? It's quite possible that they're like a nine time tag team tag team champion. Um, they're incredible together. Um, you know, it's like Spielberg at this point doesn't even have to give John Williams direction. Do you give that guy direction? Like he knows what he's doing. He brings so much warmth to the music. I sometimes just go on Spotify and I'll look up the Indiana Jones Last Crusade soundtrack with the score and just listen to it from beginning to end. I have, just like I have heard there are certain movies, certain huge movies, like all time huge hits that Spielberg has re-edited around John Williams' music. I 100% believe that. Yeah. That's incredible. You know, he like yeah, sends off yeah. the, the cut and and Williams is like, this is basically what I'm, I'm feeling from the movie. And he's like, let me make it work with the music. Um, yep. Yeah, no, I'm going to I'm going to add, you know, I, I, I had Spielberg here, but I'll it's John Williams as well, because the, the music is just tremendous in this. The, you mentioned it a little earlier, the, the young indie theme. I mean, of course, the main indie theme. It's I mean, it's it's perfect. And, you know, the the sort of propulsive as far as Spielberg goes, the sort of propulsive storytelling that he loved as a child that he wanted to bring to this series. It's all there. And 
you know, say we want about this versus Raiders, they are structurally very similar. But, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I think the, the, the window dressing on this one really makes me love this. And, and yeah. Maybe, and what, yeah. yeah. One thing that I really love too, is that if you look from Temple to Crusade, Spielberg knew that Temple was a much darker film and he wanted to get back to kind of like the Raiders feel. Yeah. And I feel like another director could have easily been like, okay, well, a crusade's got to be hilarious, but Spielberg is so good at his craft that he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back to the way it was, but I'm not going to go overboard with anything. It's just going to be a well-crafted movie that has some humor. It has some like light moments, but it still deals with Nazis. So it's, it's, it has the light and dark in it. And he just does it really well. He could have went off the rails and been like, Crusade's going to be so lighthearted compared to Temple. And it was in a way, but it wasn't overkill. He did a perfect job. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, look at the, the run Spielberg is, is on. Like it's outrageous. Like not even taking into account the stuff that he's, he's producing at this point because his, you know, it, it like, all right. So Jaws, Close Encounters, 1941, throw that one out. Raiders, E.T., uh, Temple of Doom, Color Purple, Empire of the Sun, Always, which is fine. Uh, Last Crusade, Hook, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List. And then he, you know, Lost World is not great. But then he comes back with Amistad, Saving Private Ryan, AI, Minari right. Report, Catch Me If You Can. The terminal, War of the World, like we're into the the two thousands now, Munich, and then he you know runs into another brick wall with it, uh, Crystal Skull, uh, right? But then it's he comes back with this like other phase of his skull. career after that, where he has Tintin, Warhorse, Lincoln, Bridge of Spies, BFG, which is not great, The Post, Ready Player One, which is also not great, but West Side Story, like he's had this career is like outrageous, yeah, it, you know, and then he. Also, you know, there are some other movies that he's you're rumored to basically have directed that are also classics in their own right that he just mm-hmm. didn't get credit for, or didn't want to put credit for because of, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, yep. But yeah, man, uh, Spielberg, what like, and he's going to have another like, he has like an Oscar favorite this year, which is just like a story, like an autobiography. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty incredible. What, what a career. Steven, Steve, Stevie, Stefan. I don't know what he's waiting for. I think he's waiting for the opportune moment to come on and talk about like what gardening. What movie do we get to talk about? Do you want to come gonna, on he, next week talk to Dark Knight? I mean, I think he's going to pick Rookie of the Year. Could be. I've, he's like, let me tell you guys, when that kid falls in his arms and it breaks and he can throw 100 miles an hour, I, was, I could not stop laughing. Can't believe I didn't think of that one. Yeah, he, he fucked up there. Perhaps, Mr. Spielberg, you would like to do one of my Al Pacino's movies. Oh, man. Al Pacino was supposed to be in this as the Nazi Vogel. He was actually supposed to play Hitler. That would have been perfect. Imagine Indy standing, he turns around, Al Pacino as Hitler with the little Hitler stash. He's like, Harrison Ford's reaction. Autograph. Harrison Ford's reaction to Hitler was actually his reaction to seeing Al Pacino for the first time. Yes. <laughs> they'd never, somehow they'd never met. And Pacino was, was up for Vogel as well. And we all remember that great line where he was like, this is how they say goodbye in Germany, Dr. John. <laughs> <laughs> Scumbag. Pacino. But I gotta tell you, I gotta be honest with you. Marlon, fuck out. Jesus. Marlon, yeah, you know. As, as long as it's not that son of a bitch, Robert De Niro. Nah, 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 nah. Listen, Bobby, Robert get De Niro the fuck was, out of here. He enough, of the, enough, enough of this bullshit. Enough, enough. Yeah, agree, agree. Anyway, gold medal. Gotta be, gotta be, of course, uh, Harrison John Reese Davis. Yes, John Reese Davis. Uh, yeah, get, get it. Yeah, excuse me. It's gotta be, of course, Harrison Ford's good friend, John Reese Davis. Right. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones might be, besides besides uh, Robert Downey Jr. as, as Tony Stark, this might be one of the just the greatest castings of our time. It's well, I just, think, I think it, maybe next week we, uh, we talk about another uh, incredible piece of casting. 
Well, you know, it's funny. It's funny. That one had a lot of backlash before it happened or while, yeah. I guess while it was captain. But this specifically, like other people will play the Joker and they'll do great jobs. But Indiana Jones is just a very Harrison Ford. He's a tough guy to follow. He's just he's just he has that thing. You know, he's I guess you could say he's a five tool player in a lot of ways. He yeah, just has sure. it all. <laughs> I mean, what are the five Ford tools he has. Runs. He hits home runs like a crazy man. Yeah. Okay, Harrison Ford has great humor. Yep. He ha- he does his own stunts, for God's sake. He's like 106. They really blew um, up that fucking fridge with him inside of it. Yeah, I believe. Well, <laughs> I know that. Well, I guess I'll go to my miscellaneous now. One of them, and that's that um, the uh, uh, the guy Armstrong, the, the stunt guy, said that Harrison Ford did so much stunts, he had to pull him aside and be like, can I do my job? <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty amazing. Um, but... He's the whole package. He's just, he's so, the same thing he brought to Han Solo. He brings the Indiana Jones. He's just, everything he says, you're just like, yep. I don't care what you said, but yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I, I, same same here. Uh, Harrison Ford. He, like, gold, he, we have course, to look back. Ha- Harrison Ford, this might be like his fourth or fifth gold. He, he is the Michael Phelps of this show. He's literally, yeah, he's, he's won so many gold in, in the show. If he's in, if he's in the movie, he probably got the gold. Yeah, so. I mean, Ford in the '80s is is you know, and into the early '90s and you know, late '70s as well. Just tremendous, just tremendous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go to recasting. Now, last time we did this, uh, I really didn't have any recasting, and you refused to recast Indiana Jones. Did I do that for Temple as well? Yeah, that was Temple. We did. We weren't doing recasting when we, do, when we did Raiders. Okay, gotcha. But I went back. We listened to Temple, and you just. Oh, we're just like, not doing it. No, 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 no. Not going to recast Indy. Have you changed your mind on that? Do you have a a, a recasted Indiana Jones? I do. I have a recasted okay. Indiana Jones as so, well. Yep. So I have Indy, as... I've got Henry Sr., I've got Donovan, and I've got Elsa. Yep, I also have Vogel and Young Indy. Okay, who do you have for Vogel? Vogel, I went with August Deal. And you would know him from Inglorious Bastards, where he plays the the Nazi captain who catches Michael Fassbender in his three finger mistake. Guy just, guy just plays Nazis. Yeah. He, he just, he just, yeah, I think he'd be perfect in this role of like, you know, he has that, especially when he starts speaking English, he's like, by all means, he's got like a nasal thing to his voice. <laughs> and I just picture him being like, say goodbye. Say goodbye. This is like I say goodbye in Germany, Dr. Jones, you know, punches yes. him in the face, but with a, a German accent. Uh, I just think he's kind of like, has that face where he's like, you just want to punch him a bunch of times. And, Indy can certainly do that on the tank. So, all right. Who do you have for uh, for young Indy? Young Indy, I went with somebody I've used before, Jack Dylan Grazer, and you would know him from playing uh, Eddie in the new It movies, which I dislike. Um, but I like him as an actor a lot, and he's I think he's like almost I don't know between like he's eighteen between eighteen and twenty. Um, I, I, does I think he he's does he look like your your Indy? Your I think he could. Adult I think Indy. he could. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like him for it. I think he's going to be one of those actors that be, maybe not on the, the level of Chalamet or our new Spider-Man, but I think he's got a nice career ahead of him. So I'd like to see him in this. All right. Um, okay. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Elsa. Here, okay. here, I think there's a no brainer for Elsa. So we might have the same one here. Um, yeah. Reaching back to Inglourious Bastards, Diane Kruger. Yes. Yeah. Diane Kruger. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. she's, she, looks like elsa kind of she's got she's beautiful accent. in german that's all she needed <laughs> she speaks german she can act yep. she could conceivably have sex with the father and son it it you know she's she's perfect for the role um yep. let's go donovan yes my donovan uh that was this is tricky do you go older do you go kind of younger do you go snarky? Do you go more villainous? It's kind of a strange yeah. role. So mine, um, my because there's, there's a ton of different directions. So mine is like, I decided to go in a direction. I'll let you say yours first. But my direction was more like, he is like, at first, I don't want you to see him as an obvious villain. Exactly. Yep. So who do you, who do you have? So yeah, I went with somebody who is a very handsome actor who you always see him as a good guy and then you're really mad when he becomes a bad guy i used him two weeks ago unfortunately but it went mcgregor yeah i can see that I think, 
I just would be so upset when he becomes a villain. You're like, no, he's so handsome. <laughs> See, so to, to me, he's too likable, and he's played the villain in The Da Vinci Code, and I I, I, I didn't think it worked necessarily. Ah, uh, Da Vinci Code. Are you thinking of another one? Angels and Demons, yeah, Angels and Demons. Okay, yeah, I didn't see that one, so I was, yeah. I was like, Vinci Code. But uh, those movies don't work in general, so. Um, yes. <laughs> the books work. So I um, um, kind of followed the same logic that you did, but I landed, mine is, is, is older, uh, and I went with uh, Hugh Grant as Donovan. Okay. Interesting. Because I think he's, Very interesting. he's, he can play like kind of the affable, like, oh, you know, I'm trying to see your father. And he can all, he also has that like sheen of like scumminess. You know what he reminds me of? And I can't think of his name, Toby something. Um, do you remember Die Another Day? Yeah. The, the villain in that one. He just, everything he says, I just want to punch him in the fucking mouth. I feel like Hugh Grant brings that same energy. He can be, like, yeah, he can turn on the smarminess. Yeah, um, I think that's that's what he, he can do here is just kind of be like, oh, you're a Nazi sympathizer. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? Toby Stevens. And, uh, Toby Stevens. Yeah, I think yeah. he made his bones mainly on that, that um, pirate show on stars, Black, Black yeah, Sails. Black, yeah. I, think he was I didn't see it, but. So <clears throat> let's go to. Henry Jones Sr. Gary Oldman. I like it. Yeah. I just think, I was thinking about like the little moments, like, we're not going on the boat. <laughs> like Gary Oldman being like, just kind of like the warmness he played with Gordon, kind of putting that over slightly to, to Jones. Yeah. Of that like uh, older figure and uh, the indie. So I just, I liked that immediately. First thing I thought of. So yeah, I like that pick. I went different type. I went Jeff Bridges. All right. <laughs> I mean, I love Jeff Bridges, so that works for I, me. I I see him like at the very end when he's reaching down. I can see in that like I can't do a Jeff Bridges impression, but like in that like big husky voice from like Indiana, let Indiana, go, let it go. Yeah, I can. I could almost reach it, Dad. Yeah. I hate when his middle finger is grazing it. You're like, oh, yeah. Spielberg, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I can get it. Indiana was the dog's name. <laughs> It's just, I can see also I can see the scene where he comes up as young Indy and it's just like the room's just all fucking smoke yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it would have been a, gr- a great thing if like if Jeff Bridges was uh, Henry Senior and like there's a sequence where like he come, Randy runs in and he's like don't run on the rug get yeah. the room together <laughs> <laughs> alright so Indiana Jones now let's let's preface this there's no good pick for this I agree you could go through every actor in Hollywood one by one and you'd only get fine, I guess. Like, right. That, that's it. So who do you I have? Will, for- I will say though, I'm going to be honest with you. There's one that I'm thinking right now who can't play him because he's too old. Okay. But the right age, what do you think about Viggo Mortensen? <sighs> I mean, you know, I feel like, I'm, I feel, I feel like it's, it's slightly close. It's not perfect. You know, just you know, things- I'm a Viggo fan. I just, I don't know that he has the campiness. Well, just, I just say based on what we know of how good of an actor he is, I feel yeah. like he'd be able to find it, but you, it's hard. It's, it's, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to find somebody who comes close and it's not. It's so interesting close. you say Vigo because mine is an actor in Lord of the Rings. Well, I didn't pick Vigo, but. I well, I know thought. you didn't pick Vigo, but I'm going to okay. use that as a segue. Okay. My, mine is an actor in Lord of the Rings, but his part in Lord of the Rings is not why I picked him. Uh, and that is Carl Urban. Mm, I love me some Carl Urban. Yeah. I can, he, wow. he has the voice. Yeah. He can do the action. He obviously does not have the charisma of Harrison Ford at this point. He does have nobody charm, does. He has charm. He does. He does. Of course he does. He would work. It would be good, but it would not be nobody's Harrison Ford. But who do you, who do you have? Well, mine was, uh, it's more of an obvious choice, and his name's been thrown around quite a bit. Um, in the past about Indiana Jones and I kind of with Bradley Cooper. Sure. Um, I think that he has the looks just like Harrison does. He has charm and charisma. I think this would be a role that would change him as an actor. It would like really define if he could pull it off again. I don't think anyone really can, but 
I think that in the past it was like, oh, maybe Bradley Cooper or Chris Pratt could bring in. I think Chris Pratt to me is way too over the top I have my, comical. Yeah, I have my Chris Pratt but, issues, but uh, yeah, and Cooper, Cooper, I feel like has that like. Look, when he, I heard him play Rocket, I was like, whoa! Yeah. I didn't realize he could do that with his voice. Like he's he's a good actor, you know. So maybe if he, he can pull it off. Bradley Cooper, I mean, at this point, I think he wants his career to be more like Robert Redford than anybody else than Harrison Ford. But if he mm-hmm. wanted to go in the like action hero direction, he I definitely I, I could see it. Yeah. You know, of course, it's like yeah. it's a very popular pick. Um, but yeah, so uh, I know we mentioned one of our miscellaneous already. Do you have anything else? Um, yeah, so the Abner Raven Ravenwood was the fedora guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, this is, I guess, just miscellaneous. We've already talked about a lot of scenes we've liked from the movie. There's so many good ones. Um, but I have to say, just in general, I would love there to be, and we talked about this in the past, about how there needs to be a new video game, which then you sent me an article a few weeks later about a new video game. But I would love there to be a new Indiana Jones series mm-hmm. that we could follow. Because, I mean, it's such a cool character. Why not have more of it? I mean, you look back, there's 26 James Bond movies. Why is there only going to be five indie movies you know i know they used to be a show but they should bring it back and make it really cool so yeah so the only other miscellaneous i have is a semi-recurring segment nazi kill of the week oh yeah swastika your face yeah i'm I'm gonna cut that swastika this up your ass uh No, so you got to go, you got to go with the super fast aging. It, it's, I mean, I'm counting Donovan's a Nazi. If you simply, here's the rule with Nazis. If you're in a room with a Nazi and you don't ask them to leave, you're a Nazi. Can we just talk about Allison Duty's face when she sees him turning? Like, what a scream. Yeah. <laughs> Good. He, he deserved worse fucking nazi sympathizer i I wish he i only wish he melted like fucking the underwriters this is the only i like i only wish he felt the pain for longer like a like like a custard that's exploding in the microwave yes yeah all i want in this world and i've told you this before i just want to bust from my shelf of tote melting at the underwriters Just on my shelf. It has its own level. There's nothing else on that level except for that bust. All right. uh, So let's go to the Oscars. A year that we've talked about a couple of times. Uh, The Oscar ceremony took place in 1990. And for movies, of course, in 1989. Uh, Best picture in reality was won by Driving Miss Daisy. Uh, Other nominees are Born on the Fourth of July, Dead Poet Society, Field of Dreams, and My Left Foot. Yeah. So this is the year where, I mean, I mean, the best movie of the year is not nominated. Do the Right Thing was the best movie of the year. Uh, if you if you look at some of these the other movies in here, including Last Crusade, um, you know it it deserves to be in there. I believe we did put Glory in there as a nominee over Driving yep. Miss Daisy. Okay, um, sounds about right. Yeah, but I mean, if if you look at other movies from 89 like we do this from time to time you know we talked we had an episode of Batman Dead Poet Society's in there uh, The Abyss uh, The Burbs Do the Right Thing Last Crusade uh, The Little Mermaid My Left Foot Yeah, I don't think Friday the Thirteenth Part uh, Part Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. I mean, of course, the the big ones, the big ones here. Back to the Future Two, When Harry Met Sally, uh, Sex Lies and Videotape, uh, Uncle Buck, 
Um, How was Uncle Buck not nominated? I mean, they're not going to nominate a comedy, but I mean, it's it's, it's a great movie. Uh, of course, yeah, K-9. I mean, K-9. I don't, yeah, I don't think Crusade needs to be in there specifically because it's not that type of, I don't know. I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. Well, this is our Oscar, so we can we can do yeah. whatever. But what it's do you? Gonna be, it's. I what mean, do you take what out? would you? Ghost. That was that was the other year. Okay. This is this is driving me crazy. No, I was just saying. I was just saying the word ghost because I see a ghost yeah. in my apartment. Glory, born on the Fourth of July, Dead Poets Society, Field of Dreams, My Left Foot. No, oh, they're all they're all they're bangers. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally just say, like, I don't think it needs to be there. Okay. You know? So, Best Director is won by Oliver Stone for Born on the Fourth of July. Uh, other nominees, Woody Allen, who we kicked out for Tim Burton. Uh, Peter Ware for Dead Poet, Dead Poet Society. Kenneth Branagh for Henry V. Jim Sheridan for My Left Foot. Spielberg, I would like to see Spielberg in. in there. Okay, who, who's out? Hmm. Who is out? Who do you think should be out? I wish we could cut Woody again. Um, let's cut. Let's cut Woody again. <laughs> I think um, Dead Poet Society, great movie. The direction is not why it's good. Okay, I'm good with that. So Spielberg's in, Weir's out. Uh, okay. Best actor. Daniel Day-Lewis, My Left Foot. Yep. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, Henry V. Tom Cruise, Born of the Fourth of July. Morgan Freeman, Driving Miss Daisy. And Robin Williams for Dead Poet Society. I'm good with bouncing Cruise out for Harrison Ford. I'd kick out Freeman in this, Let's kick in out this Freeman. for this performance. That was the first time I'd ever been knocked out by Rick Barrasso, and I would never forgive him for it. Like a Twinkie, like a Twinkie. I'm sorry, Morgan, I'm, I'm in. You're out. It's Harrison Ford. That's what he sounds like now. This right. is 2022 Harrison Ford. All right, uh, that charisma's <laughs> gone, but... Fucking, uh, uh, give me an Oscar. No, just, just, just kill Calista. me out for hours. Tell me off of Star Wars, please. I'll, I'll come back as Han Solo if you kill me. Harrison, that was that was years ago. They already killed him. What? Yeah. I'm going to go fly my plane. We've had a lot of run-ins with actors in this episode. Harrison, wake up. He's gone now. Don't forget your earring. Ah. <laughs> you you too, Morgan. <laughs> it's like Dragon Ball Z. If they look at each other and then I will fuse together and have two earrings. Oh, uh, <laughs> Harrison Freeman, here he comes. Yep. Uh, so yeah, nobody for best actress, uh, best supporting actor, Connery. I, I like it. In, I like him in there. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Let's. Uh, Let's go over. We got so Denzel Washington for Glory, a performance we talked about, which is excellent. Yes, uh, Dan Aiello for Do the Right Thing, very deserved there. Dan Aykroyd for Driving Miss Daisy, who we booted for Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Um. Oh, oh my God, Marlon Marlon Brando for a dry white season. Oh, we're never going to hear the end of this one. Yeah, it's my fucking Oscar, my last Oscar nomination. It's that motherfucker Robert De Niro is anywhere near this one. Marlon, get out of Mar- These legendary actors need to stop fuck, coming, coming at us like this. Welcome to with you with the meeting. They're the trainer, Michael. Yes, thank you, Marlon. Thank you. Appreciate, thank you for appreciate that. that. Appreciate you giving us lines that probably were in the back of uh, people's shirts. <laughs> are you reading? Are you reading off a post-it note, Marlon? <laughs> uh, Marlon, um, I'm just uh, just real quick. I know we're filming Superman right now, but did you have us draw your lines on the baby's clothes? <laughs> the, the baby is not pulling his weight. By the way, Rick. Yeah. You have to see the offer. Okay. 
Do you know about it? I, I've heard of it, yes. Yeah, it, there's five episodes in. It is really fucking good. In my opinion, it's the best TV show on TV right now. Fair enough. I'll have to check it I out. Do enjoy it as a Godfather film. All right. Um, and uh, Martin Landau for Crimes and Misdemeanors. Okay. Um, Connery sneak in. Get rid of Landau. I mean, come on. All right. Landau's out. Yes. Connery. Yes. Indiana. Give him my Oscar. Oh my God. I've lost him. <laughs> Does he come up on stage with an umbrella and go? He makes that noise to get the people on the stage off the stage. He chases away the presenters. <laughs> so it would have been, <laughs> I can actually tell you who it would have been. I think. 25 no's and a yes means yes. Suck it, Trebek. Gina Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Gina. Sick, all six foot one of her up there. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he does that to her and she falls into that like weird world of Beetlejuice with like, like, a weird sand snake. Worm comes She's like, damn answer. it again. <laughs> uh, man. All right. So, uh, I think that uh, that about covers it uh, for the uh, for the Oscars uh, for this year. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, so that about covers it for the uh, for the Oscars for this year. Uh, brings us to two important uh, or one important question, Derek. What are you eating with this movie? What are we eating with this movie? Is there any food eaten in this movie? I don't recall food being eaten at all in this movie. I don't think so. I mean, they they have a drink. We could drink some water out of a grill. Yes, that's that's true. I was thinking more of like the scotch that they're the you know whatever schnapps or whatever German drink they're drinking on the. the Are Zeppelin, you telling but... me that that's more important than holy water? Well, if you drink the... that, then you can't leave, can't leave the cave ever. Well, didn't didn't Sean Connery leave the cave? You can, but then you die again, and then like, what's the point? You just go there, you drink some water. I'd be like, I was immortal for a minute. And then I left. But it also, but it, it fixes your problems though. So like it, it healed his bullet wound, but it's not gonna give him everlasting. Is he, so is Indy like by Indy drinking that or like all his like you know, whatever health issues he would have. So like he was like he had like a precancerous like like mole and it was like that was just right, taken care of. Right. He was like he was pre diabetic, now he's not. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He had like he's like he had like a scar on it like his back or something like that. And it, and they just like, Oh, it's gone now. He he looks in the mirror that that uh, that whip yeah. thing on his chin. The scar, still there. Yeah, the God scar from his it. on his chin's gone it, now. Yeah, it's still there though. It's he's like, God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> damn. <laughs> but yeah. And uh, now we come to the most important part of the show, Derek. That is when we put thirty seconds on the clock, and you tell us why Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is the greatest movie of all time. Are you ready? Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Steven Spielberg, 1989. This is one of the most fun adventure movies I think ever made. Um, it's my go-to when I'm kind of in a lousy mood and don't really want to watch a comedy, but want to just watch an adventure film. I think the acting's great. The music is A-plus as usual by John Williams. I love the story and I love Indiana Jones. A-plus. All right, no, no insult or anything like that? Oh, they know what they can do. Okay. All of them. All right, there we go. Uh, so that... a bunch of Nazis. That's right. I'm not editing that out. You know what you are. Okay. Uh, so that thanks so much for listening to our episode on Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Hope you enjoyed it. Let's look to the future next week. Mentioned it a couple times. The Dark Knight. Wow, that's going to be a big one. We, we we hope for a lot of downloads in that one. Yes. Yes, we do. Um, and then we go into June. And June being our birthday month, open season. We get yes, to pick. Siri. We get to pick whatever we want. And Derek, you have chosen for the first two weeks of June, uh, Jojo Rabbit. 
Yes, sir. More Nazis. I don't know about I don't know about that. And uh, and Little Miss Sunshine. Yes, sir. I know you went the opposite direction. We did. So I have a theme, and my theme is desert action. And uh, yeah. the third week of June. In June, it's Dune, and we're welcoming our uh, one of our favorite guests, Joe Boynton, back for that. So, uh, you know, get ready, get ready for that one. <laughs> That'll it's be going to be a fun one. one. It will sure be fun. And then the following week, Mad Max Fury Road. Now, is this the new one? This is the newest one, yes. This is the okay, cool. Tom, Tom Hardy one. Gotcha. The best one, my opinion. Okay. My one of the best movies of the last how many ever years it's been since it came out. It's all right. I think a I've seen it. Classic. All right. And we will talk about it. Good, so we can't good. wait for that. Um, and uh, we hope you join us there. Uh, want to thank you so much again for listening today hope you'll join us in the future i have always have been your co-host indiana barrasso and i have been your co-host indiana wreck boski indiana smith Jr. indiana smith would have been the easy way to go <laughs> yeah we'll say indiana smith <laughs> keep watching everybody